Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wicked Anime is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination and with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other wicked awesome geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com. This episode of Wicked Anime is sponsored by the following. Hello, it is we, your Royal Highness, Queen Elizabeth II. You know, as one of the most recognizable figures in power... We often find ourselves having difficulty earning our privacy. And when we're forced to have some quiet time, our tummy is the one that bears the most weight. Fortunately, as a young lady, we were able to combine the art of privacy with the art of the culinary. And for the very first time, we're bringing that recipe out of the shadows and into the public for all to enjoy. Presenting the Royal Queen's Beef Curtains. Aged to perfection and marinated in the most natural of sauces, our tender beef curtains give people everywhere a snatch of privacy while enjoying a tasty snack. Just hang our beef curtains over any window or door and take heed of the sovereignty that is quiet time worthy of any monarch. And when the moment comes to let yourself back out into the public eye, simply place our beefy sheets in your mouth and savor the sweetest juices you'll ever taste in jolly old England. But don't take our word for it. Listen to our biggest of critics, our husband of nearly 70 years, Prince Philip. When I first met my Lizzie, I wasn't entirely sure if I had met the woman of my dreams. But the moment my tongue first tasted her baked curtains, I knew instantly that she was the most perfect lady this world had given us. And over 70 years later, my darling's beef curtains still taste just as they had when she first entered my life. Oh, Philly, you're making this old queen blush. Yes, the royal queen's beef curtains are the only meated flaps out there with our insignia, guaranteeing the freshness and scent that the finest privacy sheets should deliver. So the next time you visit a Tesco or Sainsbury's, be sure to pop by the Deliman and ask for a box of the Royal Queen's beef curtains like your body depends on it. And for a limited time, try our special ghost pepper infused edition, concocted by flavor boffins deep in our subterranean taste labyrinth. Ooh, can you handle our slow-burning smoky in your mouth hole? When you need a moment to conceal, draw the Royal Queen's beef curtains. 
Our sweet and salty beef curtains are the only one you won't ever want to Brexit. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wicked Anime Podcast. This is episode 102. Yes. I am the stupid, awesome analyst, Jonathan, and with me is the hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. I have not been here for a really long time, even though you guys have heard my voice, but it's been like three or four weeks since I've done a Wicked Anime Has it been three or four weeks? It's almost been like six. Really? It might be. I don't know. And also joining us, we have King Baby Duck Evan of the Boston Bastard Brigade slash Wicked Anime. And yeah, ditto to what Andrew just said, because it's actually been since another anime convention when we've all been together. Yeah, this it's it's almost like we forget how to do our own show. Yeah. We'll find out. Since we've all been together, I, I think... I think you're overestimating. <laughs> oh my goodness, who was that? <laughs> who was that, everybody? It was 42 Believer Sarah. Hi, thanks for having me back. Well, she was, um, well, well, Jonathan and Sarah were on my most recent episode of No Borders, No Race, talking about sports anime. Yep. You can, uh, the exclamation cast. Yes, exclamation cast. You can check out the link below in the description. I know that's usually yeah. what oh, Andrew man. and Jonathan say. And um, I actually have a bit of a rebuttal in regards to that, because we were talking about Keijo on our on the show, and you were talking about how the there were elements of the show that were just unbelievable that took you out of enjoying the show. And yeah. one of the things you mentioned that you said doesn't exist is titty hypnosis. <laughs> that okay. is a real thing, good sir. Not for me, it's not. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was not for me, it's not. <laughs> I, I honestly don't think that swinging your boobs back and forth would cause paralysis, especially on. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I you, guess I guess this if it's, way if it's, is that way, and yes, master, how may I do your bidding? I guess maybe if you if we're talking, you know, if if a if it's a foreigner in this case, she's American, and then you're going up against a bunch of Japanese females. They could have boob envy, but maybe per- paralysis. But boob, en- boob envy is like like the stopping point for you. It doesn't go farther than that. <laughs> yeah, I've never tensed up over boobs. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode, we are going to be talking about. We have so much anime to catch up on that we're, I think that's well because it's it's past the halfway point of the season of anime. It's like the three quarter point. Time. Yeah, and uh, we haven't even talked about any of the shows we've been watching because we've had so many special events these past couple of weeks. Yeah, mm. um, including our 100th episode, which everybody should listen to because it's amazing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody needs to listen to the main special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but first, let's start off with what we always do, which is we're going to ring the news bell. Yes. And one of the major things, this is, there's a lot of really old news mixed in here, but I think that this will kind of slip past everybody at one point because... Mamoru Hosoda announced what his next film was going to be about, and he said the theme of it was going to be siblings. Yes. It's going to be about that, twins. I'm, 
So maybe I, I would like to see that person. Maybe it'd be like a be story cool. about two, like a pair of twins, one going one path, the other another path, and them inter, you know, interconnecting with each other once again. And then they meet some kind of monster somewhere. Along the way. <laughs> he has to. He has to get his furries in there somehow. Yes. And there's a furry quotient that has to be met. Yes. We just got to make sure. There weren't any furries in met. the girl who left her time, though. That's true. Yeah, that's that true. Is, there that there true. weren't. Although... There's an exception to every rule. There mm-hmm. is. And and kind of technically because that was his first free film and that he, he could do whatever he wanted, he's like, well, maybe I won't put furries in this one, but I'll put furries in the rest of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> this one was an original work of his. Uh, that was the only one that wasn't an original work. He kind of made it his own. Yeah, work. it was his own adaptation of the original story. Yeah, it was almost like a sequel of sorts, yeah, I think. it was a sequel. Yeah, remember, so, the aunt was the original girl who leapt through time. It was a, so, yeah, it was a standalone sequel, is the, is the main point. Yeah, mm-hmm. although for a, the longest time I was very confused about why the aunt knew so many things. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm looking forward to Mamoru Hosoda's next film. No surprise to anybody here, and especially with it being about siblings, because he always, he always takes inspiration from the previous film that he does and brings it into his next film. And so we were wondering what it was going to be about because his last one was like, what what, what did we decide the last one was? Fatherhood? Yeah, fatherhood. Yeah. Um, so we thought that it was going to be about parenting or we, we... We weren't sure. But nonetheless, we were excited for his next film. And just the fact that he was announcing his next film was exciting to us. But hey, here's something that's actually physical and tangible that was happening. Um... We're talking about the uh, um, Ghost in the Shell trailer that dropped. Sure, we yeah. can do that. Yeah. Yes, we uh, talked. We about did talk it about on this the show. Yes, on we, my did. Show we talked about it on specifically. Evans. Um, and I was a little skeptical at first when I saw it because I wasn't. I wasn't sh- so sure that they were ready to tackle the whole line of Major Matoko's "Where, who am I? Where did I come from?" plot line yet. I think that they should have focused solely on the Laughing Man problem that they had in the first movie which was kind of where it all culminated into yes this is going to be a great action series no the laughing man was the first season yeah of that was the, the first season of standalone complex not the first movie well, yeah. what was the first movie the first movie was cyber terrorism in general i thought the laughing man was the cyber terrorism. no that no, was the first totally season different. Of yeah, totally different of, of standalone complex Interesting. I, I, it's been yeah. a long time since I've and seen the second season because... the standalone complex goes into the major going into uh, trying to find her origins as well. So it is a little bit canon to what Ghost in the Shell is, uh, depending on which series you follow. Right. Uh, and, and that's and that's where I think my problem comes in with it, is that I think that it should be... It, it should just be a great action movie instead of this inner turmoil. Almost in the same way that they did John Wick. Eh, no, I, I am actually looking forward to this exponentially. Well, don't get me wrong. I, I'm looking forward to this movie. I just think that they should have they should have chosen a different plot line to begin. No, I saw it and I said this looks like Ghost in the Shell. Like when I saw that trailer, yeah, I was I was instantly really excited about it. That's how yeah. I felt too. And I it was... can let me down, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be. I think excited. I think a lot of it is gonna hinge on uh, Scar Jo. Um, because if she doesn't sell it right, then I just won't enjoy it at all. Yeah. And that'll, that'll be like the make or break for me because I really haven't enjoyed things she's been in as an actress. I agree. Cause I don't think she's that 
good of an actress. I'm not saying that she's bad, but yeah. she's not done anything interesting. See, I really like Scarlett Johansson as a person. Mm-hmm. I just don't like her acting. Yeah. Well, I know I brought this up in yeah. my show, but I I actually prefer her in the indie roles that she does, like whether it's like the um, was it the other bowling girl or the um, Lost in Translation or the girl with the pearl earring, those sorts of movies. Well, but this isn't one of those. Movies. I know it isn't, but if you know Ghost in the Shell, it's not your average action film. There's a lot of yeah, thinking I, that I'm goes just... into it. <sighs> But I'm, but I'm just worried because she's been in these types of action films before and she's sucked. Yeah. Well, it's... <laughs> I don't, and that's yeah. my thing. She better like, not they be... They just typecasted her she, and... Yeah, she better not be the major as Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. Like, that would be awful. Well, but then yeah. again, this time she actually gets to play a one-dimensional robot. Da-da-da-da-da-da. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's a cyborg. That's not right. Yeah, right. That's true. <laughs> Blood is a gross. Cyborgs for life. <laughs> But yeah, I just think it, I think a lot of it will hinge on her performance uh, because if she, even if they change up the story in certain areas, as long as she can sell it, I, I'll be willing to believe it. But I, I don't think she's gonna sell. Keep it. Keep in that mind that she has read. played a robot in the past. She played the voice of Samantha in the movie Her. She was the like the robot voice that uh, what's his name fell in love with. My my statement still stands. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix, by the way. Joaquin Phoenix, thank you. Uh, I was just going to say, it's going to be really, really hard to sell the major the way that Mary Elizabeth McGlynn sells the major. Mm-hmm. Like, with, with that mature, mom-like voice that she has, where it's kind of booming and powerful. Yeah, you know, yeah. I've always pictured the major to be a character, like, in her 40s. Kind of. I, I, I always, maybe, like, late 30s. Yeah, I've always thought getting... late 30s. Because she's hard. Like, the Major is hard. She's not a pushover in any kind of way, and you really have to portray that correctly in order for it to be a tangible result. Hmm. Um, so we'll see. I For me, I saw the trailer, and I said, wow, that looks like Ghost in the Shell. So I'm looking forward to it. Same here. Cool. Okay. Did you guys talk about um, Miyazaki? Oh, oh you, you mean coming out of retirement? Again. Yes. Surprise. Yeah. Again. <laughs> no, we're not talking about that news because we all expected it. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's not news. That's just a, yeah, we know Miyazaki. It was an expectation. <laughs> he's, like, oh, he's this is my out. last film. Sure it is, Miyazaki. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah. So he's coming out of retirement to work on a short film, though, right? No, this is a big, much longer film and full-length feature film that he's doing. All hand-drawn. Really? Mm-hmm. Because he just doesn't know when to stop. <laughs> well, no, of course not. He's bored. I mean, once an animator, always an animator. I mean, he's probably sitting at home. He's he's probably in retirement, sitting at home, drawing all these characters, and he's like, well, what am I going to do with all these characters? And I was like, yeah. I know. I own a billion-dollar corporation studio that I, that I left for some reason. Yeah. And so he goes back, and he just uses all these characters that he's made with all these new ideas. I've, I will definitely agree, because... I'm an artist, and I know for a fact that how can I ever stop being an artist? That's mm. not that's not a job you stop doing. You're always being creative. Yeah. So if you want to kill yourself doing art, that's probably how you're going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Now I'm picturing like Miyazaki dead in his coffin, and he's and his corpse is still drawing. Be like, what am I going to make this next movie that I'm making? All oh, right, I'm dead now. Rigamortis <laughs> clutched onto his pe- pencil. 
Yeah, almost like that, yeah. O- like that opening scene of uh, Young Frankenstein, where he tries to take the book out of the coffin from the dead guy and it pulls it back. He's gonna be dead with like a sketchbook of his, and he's not gonna let it go. <laughs> nope. See, see, my, my my tweet about the situation because I'm an a hole and I just like, <laughs> just make funny things for the sake of funny was oh Miyazaki, you know, like saw the news Donald Trump became president. I guess it's time to make another movie about the importance of being a good person. <laughs> well, yeah, there is uh, a new Cardcaptor Sakura anime that was just announced. The original cast, original studio, everybody's coming back for it. That's cool. I never watched Cardcaptor Sakura. Oh, I have a. I actually have a bunch of media news here from Gerardo. Of course you do. Yeah. So, well, because I mean, I haven't been on for a while. Gerardo just keeps uh, stockpiling news, so he just sent me. For one thing, there the first trailer for the live action. Uh, a Full Metal Alchemist, a Full Metal Alchemist movie dropped. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Forgot about that. And uh, it looks like once again they've stepped up their CGI, and they're getting a little bit better. You know, closer to, as to how things look. As long as we don't get another Attack on Titan live action movie. Yeah. Two, Gerardo sent me uh, his tagline that he that he sent me before sending me the article. Why can't we have nice things? And it was the article from <laughs> Deadline.com. Which, some of you guys know what that means, that Deadline.com did an interview with something Anderson. The douchebag who did the Resident Evil film. Oh, yes. Okay. and um, Wes Anderson. Yeah, Wes Anderson. <laughs> so, um, uh, Paul W.S. Anderson. T- Paul yeah. W.S. Anderson. Uh, and this article that was sent me was making it sounding like that the Resident Evil films are successful, are a good thing, that they make tons of money because they're awesome... When, in our hearts, we know they are utter trash. <laughs> These are the some of the worst video game adapted films I've ever seen. Except for Uwe Boll. Except for Uwe Boll. Boll. But yeah. they're ju- the, they are just as bad because he doesn't make franchises. This is a franchise. That's the only difference. Yep. Uh, so what... Uh, now that the final film for Resident Evil is coming out, what could he possibly want to ruin next? Well, sources say that they have their hands on the rights to Monster Hunter. Oh... And so... (laughs) It'd be really hard to mess that up, though. No, it's actually really easy to mess that up. Because, I mean, if you look at the CGI garbage from the Impact Pictures thing that they have right here, there's a Rathian taking down an airplane. Oh, I don't want this. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, which I know everybody does, but Monster Hunter is a low or a no magic fantasy world. Not a modern society anything. I don't want it. I don't want it. It's about... Hunters that go out and work for a living. Like, you're working for a living as a monster hunter. You're not like... They're not like, Oh my gosh, monsters are attacking! It's like, Hey, I have, I'm having an issue with this monster. Can you kill it for me? And it's like, and you're like, Yeah, that's no problem. I'm a monster hunter. That's my job. That's what I do. I do this for money. That's great. This looks... <laughs> this is gonna be so utter garbage. Like, from... Especially after the trash that was the Resident Evil films. Yeah. Uh, see, Japan could disown the Resident Evil films because they're like, oh, Resident Evil, that sounds cool. Our, we have a game called Biohazard. So, yeah. like, they don't even have to... They don't even have to worry about this. But they... they Monster Hunter is Monster Hunter in Japan. So, they... They they can't get away from this one. They're like, yeah. oh, no. Oh, no. They've ruined properties in multiple nations. Yeah, well, and people are going to be like, Monster Hunter, that's cool. Like, oh, this movie's great, because Resident Evil was great, too. You know, and then they're going to 
Say, shut up, normies. Like, figure out what Monster Hunter has been like. I can't play this. And we're like, get good, noob. Get off my game. <laughs> and, oh, it's, I, yeah. So, me and Gerardo are e- equally upset about that. I'm, I'm glad that he sent it to me with this, like, utter disgust. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I, I said earlier, it's not that hard to mess it up. And it's not that hard to mess it up. Yeah, he but just they is going did, to. They totally yeah. did mess it up in one screenshot. <laughs> one screenshot. Arathian taking down an airplane. Yeah. That's not what we're looking for. Okay, uh, next up, after that disgusting display of events. We need a palate cleanser. Do you have a palate cleanser? <laughs> yeah, we have... Uh, there was some weird Gynex uh, Evan sent me this, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got... Yeah, Gerardo sent me this. Evan sent me this. I believe Mike sent me this. Like, everybody's just like, oh, my God, Penny and Stocking! And then, uh, <laughs> with, without, you know, you know, Amashi left. Yep. Um, so what what are they going to do? Uh, well, my, my stance is, well, I think he left behind enough art direction and lead that they can kind of do it on their own without his direction. Uh, because it's kind of what they did at the time. Mm-hmm. It may be a little different, I think. But, uh, yeah, I guess they have some some kind of announcement coming up. Well, I, I, the thing that I was most disappointed about was when they said the studio was Gynex West. I was like, wow, there's a Gynex in America. And why haven't I ever heard of this? And I was really hoping that it, that was the case, but no, it's just in... Um, when I did my interview with yeah. uh, Studio Trigger's Hiromi Wakabayashi, who was very instrumental in the creation and uh, the writing of Panny and Stocky with Garda Belt... He informed me that they had nine seasons worth of ideas for the show. <laughs> and wow. they said they would be open to teaming up with Gynex again to bring it back. So I'm thinking that this is going to be what Trigger is going to be doing next after Little Witch Academia. Mm, that would be awesome. Let's see. Nice. <laughs> nine seasons worth of content. Let me just go to my phone's calculator and figure that out. They did... Two episodes per, like, they did two segments per 13 episodes, and they had nine seasons worth of content. So 234 mini-episodes. Yeah, they took, they had 234 ideas for episodes. That's a, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a well, lot. Well, I mean, with content. Panty and Stocking, you can just literally throw anything out there, and it'll probably stick in some way or another. You really could. Stick in the most awful of ways. Yeah, as long as it's yeah. sexual in nature, we got it covered. Yeah. Um, Hence the stick pun. <laughs> what? Well, Ew. So uh, the last thing that Gerardo presented to me, which is the most recent one, is uh, Rip Studio Fantasia. The studios that did things like Fate Zero and Nisei Koi and all those no, animes is now Nisei gone. Koi, I love that anime. Yeah, they they uh, they entered bankruptcy. Onodera's best girl. Yeah, it's uh it's some really really bad news as far as like cuz uh I don't know what's been going on, but there's just been a ton of studios dropping off the face of the planet and that's bad. Very bad. Yeah, it really is. We all know the condition of the anime industry and how flimsy it is and the second that people decide to leave because they're not getting paid enough money, you know. Yeah, and they start their own there company. Things fall apart real quick. Yeah, and then and then if you produce one bad show, it could mean the death of an entire studio. Yep. Bad things happen. All right. Did someone say Code Geass? What? Oh, no? <laughs> yes, I did. Bad things happen. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Great <laughs> segue, Sarah. You're welcome. 
Is this something that you like? You can talk about it if you want. No, 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 no. I just want to bring it up because I know it inspires strong emotions in people. <laughs> I actually, I, well, I liked Code Geass, so. Well, it's okay. You can be uh, wrong. Uh, yes, it's okay that I'm wrong at, at times. But... There's a lot of people who are wrong, though. <laughs> That's the thing. I know. Code Geass is, like, really, really famous. We are an underwhelming yeah, majority. Min- minority, oh, yeah. yeah. What, That's is this, this is like, another season of Code Geass coming out? Yeah, another another season Code Geass, direct sequel from the end of the last Resurrection season. of the Rouge. Which people are like, really? You're you're taking one of the really good things about that anime and just like shitting all over it by giving it a second, a, a, not a second, but an additional season. Yeah. Because I think this yeah, would be the third? Yeah, this would be the third season. Yeah. So people were just like, really? But, but why? <laughs> why would you ruin something that doesn't need to be touched? Because Yen... It's you gotta a, yeah, print that money. It's the same reason why Naruto's been running for so long. Like, you know, the manga's been over forever, but they just stretched out the anime like crazy. I mean, they already did the manga ending in the Naruto anime, and yet they're now, like, going, oh, we're gonna go back to Naruto's childhood and show some things you never saw before. Isn't that great? No! Nope, it's not. <laughs> just start Boruto, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, because once Boruto starts playing on Crunchyroll, I, I'll start watching it. Yeah, I don't really thing. care about Naruto in general, but I mean, I do. I, I love Naruto. I love Naruto to death. But um, uh, but when when Boruto starts playing as like an anime, I'll start watching it. Yeah. So just for because I know that I like the Yowies, but if you're a <laughs> Yuri fan, they announced that there's going to be two new Yuri anime coming out Ooh, sometime cool. soon. Um, like one of them is called season? Citrus. Um, and Citrus is supposed to be, like, a really, really popular Yuri. Um, and the other one is called Netuzo Trap. N-T-R. Uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even lying, that's in the title. It says N-T-R in the title. I, I, even when reading N-T-R content, it makes me incredibly uncomfortable and disturbed. I don't know if I'd want to watch, like, a regular TV series about it. That sounds awful. Yeah. I don't know if that's what it's about, but it has it in the title. Yeah. Because as we all know, what's in the title does not mean anything. Cough, cough, Yuri on that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, I just thought that that was uh, something worth Well, there's the one that Kyo Animation is doing about the, uh, the Dragon Maid, too. That's a Yuri as well. Is it? It is? Yeah. There's like five and, this season. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just kind of getting the impression that everything was Yuri this season. I mean, I mean, and <laughs> and I get it. Like where Japan's just like, oh no, they're just friends. Like I and I understand. That's the impression that I get too. It's like, oh no, they're just really good friends. But like, you're just like, you're doing it for the fans because they they're gonna they're gonna make Yaoi fan or Yuri fan fiction. All the doujins. <laughs> all the all, all the, the Yuri doujins for non Yuri characters. Kamaket's gonna be booming this year. Yeah. <laughs> Because it's time for some strange news. Woo! Woo! I feel like we're missing some gaming news, though. We we might be, but I don't know. Well, we've, well, we've talked about Peach Beach Splash already, so... Oh, Zenron Kakura! <laughs> did anyone get their hands on the NES Classic? Yes, no. I did! <sighs> so jealous. I, I went on the Best Buy online right when they went on sale, bought it, went right to sleep, woke up, Sold out completely, so yeah. I got to do the happy na 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 stick your head and doo doo dance afterwards. Uh, I found um, I found the Sega Genesis one at Staples, and I got to try it while it was there, and it works really well. 
But I didn't get uh, the Nintendo one. Mu- the graphics, yes, but apparently they really downgraded the sound to it. Uh, that's a possibility, yes. that That is true, but sound was never really the strong suit of 16-bit games. Anyway. Yeah, anyways, strange news. Strange news. Hey, did mm-hmm. you guys hear about the story of an explosion in a Japanese hospital? Evan did because he sent it to us. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so there was a story a couple weeks ago. It was reported on October 28th that there was an explosion in a Japanese hospital due to the patient farting during surgery. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> How embarrassing for that patient. Like, But yeah. So, okay. So apparently this patient was going into the hospital for some sort of gastrointestinal surgery. Ooh. And they um, during the surgery, one of the cutting lasers cut into an intestine, releasing some gas, and it ignited the gas within the intestines and started a fire. So did that person die? I don't think so. No, Honestly, I didn't I, any death. At that point, I'd kind of want to die, you know? <laughs> I'm like, I know I'm done. I mean, like, could you, could you be coming off of anesthetic and, like, the, the surgeon would be there? Yeah, I have uh, something to tell you. You slipped through a fire. Yeah. <laughs> there was this big fire and everything. And, like, how do you how do you tell a, a patient that, that they farted? You don't. Like, <laughs> well, it's all over the news. They're going to find out eventually. When the patient's intestinal gas leaked into the space of the operation room, it ignited with an irradiation of the laser, and the burning spread eventually reaching the surgical drape and causing a fire. <laughs> surgical drape? <laughs> yeah. The committee also determined that the equipment used in the operation was functioning normally, so it couldn't possibly be the blame during the unfortunate accident. So if you're in a situation where you need to undergo laser surgery, maybe try eating something light before the doctor puts you under. <laughs> yeah. I thought Don't they told you to do that way. anyway. Yeah, I thought you're not supposed to eat before a surgery anyways. I thought that was just a thing. anesthetic will make you vomit and choke on your vomit. Mm. He didn't take Bino before, so there was gas. 30 minutes till surgery? I have time to eat this entire bowl of beans. Like broccoli, just like on a strict diet of broccoli. and Kielbasa, that's what always gets me. Really? Kielbasa sausage. Girls don't don't fart, Sarah. (sighs) Yes, we do. We definitely do. We just don't do it when you're around. They have intestinal gas leaks into the space of the room around them. No farting. I mean, we've we've just learned how to hold things in because we're always waiting in the line to go to the bathroom. So it's just kind of like a natural reaction for us. That's all right. That's a good strategy to have. Gives you good birthing muscles. (laughs) (laughs) And that's as strange as it gets. No, 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 (laughs) no, no. That's not as strange as it gets. You have something stranger. How about the um, recently uncovered pictures drawn by Osama Tezuka, where it's basically furry erotica that he made? I am not familiar with this. Really? I can see it. Wait, who's I, it? I could see him doing which, something which like that. Which artist is this? Oh, dude, the founder of anime Osamu Tezuka, the founder of like Astro Boy and Kimba the White Lion. I don't think that surprises me because um, it's, it's it's like widely known that people like Dr. Seuss did weird art and Chris Sanders, Chris Sanders, who did Lilo and Stitch, does like bikini, big booby pinup girls. And there's like, like tons of famous artists that have weird fetishes and uh, and do like weird erotic art. And, and they're just like, oh, you do children's stuff. Great. Yeah. Did you know that Dr. Seuss, like one of the things that he wanted to do when he was picked up by a license, he's like, all right, but one of my books 
has to be a pornographic novel. <laughs> Granted, it, and, and they let him do it. Granted, it was his worst-selling book ever, but they let him publish a pornographic novel, Dr. Seuss. Yep. It's out there. Mm-hmm. And if you, I remember seeing a book, and it was all of Dr. Seuss's um, political cartoons, and they're really racist against Japanese people. They are. Like, Huh. They are so racist against Japanese people. Like, insanely bad. You're like, wow, I can't believe... This is the same guy? Same guy. Holy crap. That's why he, um, when the war was over, he dedicated um, Horton Hears a Who to his um, Japanese friend that he made after the war had been finished because of how much of a change of a heart that he had about the people. Yeah, yeah. He realized he did, you know, what he did was a bad. He did a bad. Well, because it, like, it, uh, yeah, yeah. it was it was during wartime. Yeah, it was during wartime. Yeah, even the Mickey Mouse cartoons and the, the Superman comics were like really racist against the Japanese. So, so were the Looney Tunes. Yep. The but I mean, Tunes, Bug, Bugs Bunny's been doing blackface since the '60s. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right. All your faves are problematic. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, artists artist being like doing erotic art to me is actually not that surprising. Yeah, no, not in the least. Uh, However, we do have a good. It looks like we have a good statistics. Yes, that, that kind of leads into that. Let's let's statistics uh, because I found on this is actually just comes straight from Anime News Network where Project H. Everybody knows Project H. There, like they're like on the yeah. rise, man. They, yeah, like, Project just, H is bringing hentai to the masses. They're just the American distributor of all hentai, pretty much. Like if you're if you're looking for manga sales in hentai, Project H. They're they're pretty much the ones who have it. Right. It's them and Faku. They have broken down the statistics for the entire world of who spends the most time enjoying hentai. <laughs> Does anybody want to take a guess as to where USA falls on the list in the top five? Um, I'm not going to say because I was the one that sent it to you, but let's see if Sarah can guess. Ooh, I'm going to say America's third. You're close, actually. Um, uh, USA actually came in fourth in the entire world. Countries that spend the most time enjoying hentai. Denmark is at number five. USA is number four. Slovenia is number three, Ire- <laughs> Ireland is number two, and Estonia is number one. Where is Estonia? Now, it's in Europe. But um, why is Japan not on that list? Right? <laughs> Japan hasn't even made the top five They're the countries. ones that make it. Like, you have to think that, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you don't use your own product. Well, well because um, maybe that, maybe, going... the, listen, because... The fact that they censor it over there in Japan, maybe that's why they don't enjoy it as much as we do over here. We still see all the but censored if, stuff. But if you're if you're going by sheer numbers, wouldn't China be number one, <laughs> like logistically? I mean, if we're thinking about it, that's true. That, that yeah, there's so many people in China that just simply the number of people that are there would mean that they should have an inflated number. I, I, it, which is surprising to me as to why Ireland is so high on the list because they're pretty small. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I everybody would assume that they spend their time drinking. <laughs> no, there's just there's just there's just one sad Irish guy in a cave and he just buys and consumes all of the country's hentai. <laughs> yeah. Just this one person just screwed up the statistics. <laughs> yeah. 
I must have a legendary troll of Ireland. Now, this I'm very disappointed about, this next section of the statistics. Uh, Yeah, uh, US, the U.S. states that spend the most time enjoying hentai. So these are states. Surprise, surprise, Massachusetts is not in the top five. <laughs> I guess we have to try harder next time, guys. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, let's guess. Uh, what state do you think would land in the top five? California. North Carolina. You would, thi- you would think so. North Carolina? North Carolina? I don't know about North Carolina. I always, th- always think the southern states who are always like such a double Well, I would have said Florida. Florida. Mine would have been Florida, too. I would have said Florida as well. And then also I would have thrown in Maine because because there's nothing to do up there. <laughs> <laughs> but none of those are on the list. Uh, I mean, Utah, maybe, could have, Idaho, there, Ohio. There, there are no New England states in the top five. Nope. Number at number five we have Missouri. Um, number <laughs> number four is surprising New York. New- Actually, no, I'm not surprised by that. You're not surprised. No, New York makes sense. I think New York should be higher on the list. Number three is not surprising to me at all. Hawaii, the closest state to Japan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Their their import is probably just as it all goes through them at for a stop and then goes to us. Yeah, so their import on it was probably not the not, not the highest. So it's probably more affordable than it is actually in the the states that are connected together. Number two, Wisconsin. That's an empty state. Whoa, what? <laughs> Let's go watch Sementai. Eh? <laughs> number, yeah, number two what? is Wisconsin. 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 Cheese and hentai. <laughs> number one is Wyoming. There's no Wyoming one who lives like in Wyoming. It's the populous state. Yeah. Wh- what? Does that mean everybody in Wyoming likes hentai? That's the only way that that makes sense. Again, there's just a Montana man up in the mountains, and he's consuming all of the anime for the entire state, and it's just an outlier. It has to be. There's no other explanation. <laughs> Do you uh, want to know what the statistic for uh, the most searched tag was in the U.S.? Yes, absolutely. Guess. Um, Futanari. I'm going to guess anal. <laughs> Futanari, surprisingly enough, is not in the top five. Yeah. Um, My fetish is not in the top five, and that's be- but that's because it's very very specific. <laughs> Mine is <laughs> number three, vanilla. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lame. <laughs> but we just actually finished talking about this. Number five is Netarare, or NTR, what? as we were talking about, which I'm actually not surprised by because like there's a there's an overwhelmingly disturbing oh, amount yeah. of people who are like, yeah, Netarare is my favorite, which I hate. Yeah, I hate that so I much. I do too. It's disgusting. <laughs> Number four, everybody say it together. One, two, three. Tentacles. Tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Number th- number three is vanilla. That's how I would say. Number two is uh, is Paisuri. Yeah. Which I was surprised by. If anybody doesn't know, that well, is it... because people have that weird boob fetish thing, and that I don't understand. At yeah. All. It's like, what is the big deal? For anybody who needs the translation, it's. They put it on here, uh, appropriately, mammary intercourse. Yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't get it. I don't think, I don't, I don't, that doesn't do anything for me. Yep, I don't know. <laughs> number one is the most sought after thing in the entire world, probably. It's probably the most number one in Japan search too. thing in Japan, <laughs> which is uncensored. Yeah. <laughs> okay that makes a lot of sense that's yeah they have um another statistic on here of about the artists that that were in the like the top five artists that were named in the west but i 
I don't think anybody really knows any of them. I only know you one know of them. one Yam of them. Yeah, Yamatogawa, uh, Hisasi, which is my favorite artist, uh, Yumiero Gurasan, uh, Maban, and Kamitani. Like that's like those are the artists. And I don't know any of them. Some people probably know know them better than any of us, but uh, but I only know one of them, Yusasi. He turns out to be one of my favorite. How do you know? Why do you like that? Actually, Hapobi Jun is my favorite. He's 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 just a straight up great artist. Like if anybody doesn't know, like the reason. See, that's the thing. A lot of H artists are just straight just good, good artists. artists. Like it's, yeah, it's, they it's really a, are. It's the same reason why Ray Hiroe is one of my favorite artists ever. The artist of Black Lagoon. Yeah, he's a hentai artist. Like and and that's like part of his background. It's in his uh, author's notes and everything. He's just like yeah, he does his time doing do, uh, doujinshi. And, like, he is one of the best artists on the face of the planet. Yep. He is so good at what he does. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's really no surprise. Okay. So, I have another great segue from this. Because because we're talking statistics of hentai. It's time for Japan's finish of the Wii! Woo! <laughs> Um, so this fetish of the week was sent to me by Evan, actually, and you sent it to me a while ago, so Evan, I don't know if you remember sending this, but it's about a Buddhist temple. Do you remember what this Buddhist temple was, Evan? Um, this is the nipple chocolate, right? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> uh, so this Buddhist temple in Japan is, That's like, awesome. worshipping the life-giving essence of the female nipple. So therefore, this Buddhist temple has started marketing these chocolates that come eight in a box, and they're eight different styles of nipples <laughs> that <laughs> that show the eight different stages that a woman's nipple will go through in her lifetime. Interesting. Please tell me the monks are the ones who make the chocolate. <laughs> yes, they are. They are. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... Next, so this is going to start off next year. They started advertising it now, but at the beginning of next year, you are going to be able to buy these boxes of "quote unquote" choco nips. <laughs> well, there's already a there's already a, a chocolate called nips, so they can't call it that. Yeah. <laughs> there's it also gives like a whole different meaning to people like who who go and get nips on an airplane. It's like, <laughs> hey, I need a nip, and so they're. And instead of alcohol, they could potentially be getting lady nips, but it's chocolate. And then it's like, hey, I didn't want chocolate. I wanted my alcohol, but they're like, oh, we have our nips. And it's like, yes, I wanted nips. But it's like, no, we have these nips. That's no. kind of amazing, though. I kind of want to go pray at whatever temple that is because I could get some complimentary chocolate on my way out. Well, they they, they have, like, the, um you know, the phallic temples and stuff like that. And it's for, you know, it's, they're like, it's not a joke. It's because of, like, fertility-based stuff. Yeah. Yes. You know? No, yeah, there's one, one of their fe festivals is a festival to the phallus, and it starts on my birthday. <laughs> See, you know, this is funny. We were just talking. Fun fact. We were just talking about this on the Nerdy Show Network a little while ago. That we were talking about how in media nowadays, like especially in video games, because in, apparently this all sparked because in Watch Dogs, apparently there's a character that they designed that isn't wearing any panties, yeah. and a and a and a person found this out by blowing up the character. And when she's lying dead on the sidewalk, he got this camera angle where you could see up her skirt, and she wasn't wearing any panties, and it was actually a very realistic looking texture that they put on her under there of her lady bits and it was immediately censored 
by like it was a patch to get rid of it there was apologies from the studio it was immediately censored by steam but there's something interesting about that in the fact that there are so many video games out there nowadays like the order 1866 and then there was uh, or 1886 and then there was uh the Ballad of Gay Tony, which was a no, no, it was uh, uh, Grand it Theft. was the uh, the other one, the something in the damned that had the uh, junk. Was yeah. it? Uh, well, anyways, there was yeah, there was a a Grand Theft Auto expansion that also had male nudity in it, and like there's like so much stuff, and it's because in today's society, there's like male parts are either funny, gross, or creepy, like. And, and it's all the butt of a joke. Uh, uh, <laughs> ironically, it's the butt of a joke. Um, but for females, it's still like... It, it's still just... Like, the female form is just in the sexual state. There's, it's not, like... It's not used as a joke. Jim Sterling yet. from you know, the, when Jim Quisition did a great piece on this recently. It's something that well, and that's the video that it's, that's the video that was posted yeah. on it. Um, and it, we, we watched the Jim Quisition video, and this is the I think this is the thing that he missed about it is that like or no he no he he touched yeah, on he it. did but it's like yeah but the fact that you know male parts are still funny because like when you when it re- when you really break down to it it's super gross and nasty and then like but like then whenever it comes to a female it's still just strictly sexual and it's really weird that they can they can't differentiate that yet yeah inside. meanwhile there's this a game case, that comes out called genital jousting where you play as penises and you gotta interlink with yeah, one another yeah but it's funny uh, the fact that we're bringing up this story where they're making chocolate nips and and we're laughing hysterically about it because there are female parts. I just wanted to throw that in there. What's because we were talking about the uh, like the shrines and the phallus like like the festivals and stuff, and you never see like a shrine for the vagina. Well, actually, that's because it's still taboo. That's why we have censor censorship. In are you sure? I could. I, could I mean, I've seen. Was. I mean, well, I've... yeah, because there was there was the, there was the there was the one Japanese artist, and she created like little pop figures yeah. of vaginas, and the government tried to like censor her because it was dirty, even though they were like just cute little figurines and then, yeah, yeah, that had like that. weird anthropomorphic faces. They were like, no. yeah, the one that was the vag kayak. Yeah, we yeah we talked about it that on this show right. a couple times because there was one time where we talked about her getting or actually getting arrested for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stop doing double standard stuff, okay? And that was Japan's fetish of the week. So, what are we all watching? Oh my gosh! Finally, is this also our tapagachi? Yeah, yeah, I think so because we're already an hour into this, <laughs> and I have to go in like <laughs> thirty minutes. <laughs> Jeez. Um, well, let's talk about. I don't know. What are we watching? <laughs> Anyone watching Flip Flappers? Uh, I saw the first flip, episode of Flip, flip Flappers. Flap. Yeah, I saw the first and episode too. I really, really, really enjoyed it, but I just haven't I, gotten back to it. How come you guys tell me to watch a show and I catch up more than you guys do? One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. 
They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've never I told watched, you like, watch I, that show. I, I marathon through like the, what's currently there for Flip Flappers, and I really like it. It's very cute. It's very sweet. And it has this sort of like... It kind of reminds me a lot of Abunobashi in some areas, specifically of when they're going from different universe to universe to universe. Yeah, that's the one thing about Flip Flappers that, that makes me concerned. is, And they've done a little bit better in the most recent episode, but Flip Flappers gives you a lot of questions, and they're pretty big, important questions, and then it just doesn't answer any of them. And so then it just continues on with the rest of the plot, and you're like, no, but, but I have the question. Can you please answer now? <laughs> it is important to plot... And they say, Why? no, this is pretty. <laughs> yeah, basically. It's still really good. And as I said, they got they got a little bit better. They finally sort of answered a really big question. But there's still a lot of other questions. And it's, uh, it's just parsing it out bit by bit. So if you like waiting, or if you don't like waiting, keep that in mind. <laughs> nice. I've been uh, liking it. Yeah, I have too. Especially just because it's, it's pretty to look at and the characters are cute. Yeah, see, that, yeah. I, I think that's part of it, is the characters are really cute. <laughs> the eyes are just so huge. <laughs> I've, I think one that that we... Did we allude to talking about uh, a Yuri on Ice in full detail? I know we mentioned it earlier before, but like we, we I don't think we really got into the, the meat of the discussion on the last one, because it, if anything, we only saw the first episode. Um, I talked about this in... This, this was the article that I wrote up in the best of uh, Wicked Anime's best of 2016 uh, yeah. winter anime. I mean, it's it's such a good show. It's, it is a great show. And I, 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 gotta, I gotta be honest, like... <laughs> I, Sarah, calm yourself. <laughs> you, are, you are the epitome of kiss him, not me. Right now, like... <laughs> It's scary how accurate that show is to my life sometimes. Don't worry, it we really love you is. for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we appreciate you you don't ship real people in real life, by the way. Or well, she I hasn't I just stick to the fiction. Yeah, we don't know that. Yeah. She Except might not I don't. I stick to the fictional ones. <laughs> Absolutely. To <laughs> 2D over 3D. Does <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so those actually those are two shows right there that are just like straight up have been absolutely loving this this season. Uh, Yuri on Ice with the most misleading title ever. Super good. Uh, the animation is slick yep. and uh, the best openings of the season. Uh, yeah, I've just I've just been straight up loving it. We were um, born to make history. Yeah, I love the the broken English in it. The way that you know an American would never make the words that he says in the rhythmic pattern that he does. But it's still a great it's, song, though. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's one of my favorite songs this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not my absolute favorite song this year, but it is definitely one of my most favorite songs this year uh, when it comes to it. Uh, animation is great. Story is great. The characters are really fun. Uh, Victor, the the figure skating coach, is one of the most endearing characters that I've seen this season. And especially the way that he, he ha- has English 
Like, that, yeah, actually, that's a really good way of putting it because that's the way that, that like, he talks. He has English. Um, <laughs> and he has Russian, too. <laughs> yeah, and he has Russian. Um, but I, I love the little moments where, especially when he just says hi to somebody in English and it just catches you off guard for a, off guard for a second. And he just goes like, hi, and it's, <laughs> you know, he's Russian. He's not Japanese. And then, and then, uh, the, like the, what the scene, uh, Sarah, you talked about this on Evan's podcast when he, when, um, Yuri was late for practice and he like, gets yeah. down, oh, dogetsu. <laughs> Japanese dogetsu. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It was really funny. You know how he was just like, oh, I saw something cultural. I'm really happy about that. <laughs> I gotta check it out. I, I, I gotta, I, I, cause I don't I, know anything about it. <laughs> I want, I just want to, I want to briefly mention one of my most favorite moments in the recent episode was right after Yuri skates and then Yurio is about to go on to skate and, uh, Yuri and Victor notice and they're like, good luck, you know, do a good job. And, and Yuri says, davai, which is the Russian word. And then Victor says, gamba, which is a Japanese word. So they're like swapped, yeah. which I think was really cute. Now on that note, b- real quick, before we move on, I have to say that I think my least favorite part of the show, even though it's very well animated, is the skating. Uh, they- Cause we're dudes. Well, no, it's not even that. It's just, like, there's so much story that they could get to, especially the way that the most recent episode ended. There's so much story that they could get to, but they literally spend 15 minutes of the show showing everybody's skating routine. And, like, Yuri has done his routine three times already, and we watch both of his routines, and it's like, oh, we gotta watch the whole thing? Well, see, I think it would be better because if they actually, like, took that time in between the episodes to at least polish up some of the parts in his routine so they look even slicker. Right, which is what uh, they, they did they with the most recent episode. Yes. Sort of, but there's still a lot of, like, the same shots that they just reuse. And they haven't changed up the animation part of it at all. They just changed the background or the costume. Yeah, they can't afford that. Uh <laughs> But, but, but if they can afford to animate all the other people's routines, why can't they just not animate them, those routines, the, yeah. and then put the nice animation into Yuri? They could easily cut out, like, every episode they could easily cut out two of the skaters' routines and just, like, just show their numbers at the end of their routine and it would mean just as much to the audience. Or even it's just, like, maybe there, maybe something's going on and they're showing the routine in the background, like, on a television set. Exactly. It's the same sense of... Um, the way that that people have quarrels about Star Wars. You know, in Star Wars Episode Six, the final showdown between Darth Vader and Luke stays in one scene the entire time, and it's short, and there's so much emotion behind it, as opposed to Star Wars Episode Three when uh, they're fighting on the when lava An- when Anakin and Obi Wan are fighting on the lava planet. It's like a half hour fight scene, and it means nothing. It's the same exact thing with these skating scenes. You know nothing about these people. You know nothing about their characters, and you watch their entire routine for nothing other than wow, look at this really important an- or look at this really good animation that they could have saved up all this budgetary time on making the more important characters' animations even better. Yeah, yeah, cool. I totally agree. But but don't get me wrong, watch the show. It's great, right? I think it's fantastic. It's great. Yeah. Kiss I, him, not me. Well, I, <laughs> I think I think Yuri and Ice is better than Fantastic. But yes, kiss him, not me. <laughs> kiss him, not me is is probably my favorite. Well, the I told you it was going to be good. When we wrote the article about it mm-hmm. on for our thing, that, that was our choice for all of us. Right. Yep. What's the uh, voice actress's name? Uh, Yuko Bayashi. Yes, so she does so good in that. Like, the most diverse 
uh, she, voice. She is my favorite. The most diverse voice I have ever heard a voice actor do, ever. Yeah. Like she, she's kind of like the female Japanese Mike Patton. Yeah. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know who Mike Patton is, he's the lead singer of Faith No More, and you should hear and him. Mr. Sing. Bungle. And and he and he's a voice actor who does all creature voices and demon voices and all these insane voices that nobody else can do. Yeah, mm. like unbelievable voice range. And and Yuko Bayashi has has like totally topped the charts with especially her fangirl screaming when she does that <laughs> ah thing. It's so funny. No, every she, time she is so funny. You know she. I said it the last couple of episodes, yeah, she's my favorite voice actress out of all Japanese voice actresses. I have a bunch of favorite voice actors, but she's my number one. Yeah. Mm. And if anybody hasn't seen Kiss Him, Not Me, you really gotta start, because... For many reasons. Yeah. For many, there are so many funny. reasons to well, start and Kiss it, Him, Not Me. And it's me. so tongue-in-cheek, because you're gonna be like, oh, it's a shoujo, and then and it's, it's really not, because it's like tongue-in-cheek shoujo, the same way that Oran High School Host Club was. Yeah. Well, yeah. the because anime she's, she's she's she may be a Fujoshi, but she's an otaku yeah. at her core. Yeah, and we can all relate to her otaku ness in some well, way or another. And the way that like the love interest guys like look upon her, and then just all of a sudden look upon her in disgust is just so beautiful. <laughs> yeah, so beautifully done. I like the way that the show started out with them not being super shallow either. You know, yeah. like they they were yeah. probably a little shallow in the fact that yo wow she's thin now so I want to start dating her. But even still, they weren't mean to her yeah, at any point really ever. Kind. Yeah, they were very kind to her, and they were and and I think that yeah, the, it was um, not a Freddie Prince Jr. movie. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I. I think that uh, that there's a lot of really good elements to the show, but the comedy aspect of it is definitely the mm-hmm. the greatest thing that it has going for it. Can can I can I go off on a on a on a small little yaoi tangent? Small. Uh, yes, Sarah. Small. Because we got a lot of shows to cover. <laughs> I, the only reason I want to bring it up is because um, the artist for the manga "Kiss Him Not Me" her name's Junko. And I just, the reason why Kiss Him Not Me means a lot to me is because I have been, like, following Junko for years now. I remember reading some of her, because she she's a yaoi manga artist first and foremost. All of her other manga are yaoi. Um, and I was following up on them because I loved her so much. I would always follow when she would release something new. And then I started reading doujins, and she even, like, made a haikyuu doujin that is actually sitting over on my chair (laughs) right now. Um, And I bought that at Anime Boston a few years ago. Um, But I was just so excited when I saw Kiss Him, Not Me appear. It was, like, just chapter one. And I was like, oh, my God. What is this? She's branching out. She's doing something new, something amazing, exciting. And then just to see the progression of, of Junko as an artist from where I first joined in on her artist career to now, it's just, it's so exciting. This is the same respect, then, as when I previously mentioned Rei Hiroe, how he's a doujin artist, and I was just like, Black Lagoon is my favorite thing ever. And then he's, like, off to the side drawing porn. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, her her stuff really isn't too porny. Right. It's a lot more on the cutesy side. But it still was the same. I was like... Oh my god, this is so exciting. I'm like so proud of her. I feel like, you know, I've watched her grow or something. <laughs> uh, That's good that you have like that kind of experience with an artist that you like. I love experiencing stuff with, with artists that I like. But in It's a good feeling. Yeah, it is. I hope that everyone gets to experience it someday. In an out of context uh, sort of way, you mentioned the next show that I wanted to talk about, which I'm sure you want to talk about too, which is Haikyuu. 
And yeah. <laughs> now, this is a great season. Uh, it's super intense. And I was surprised when I found out it was only 10 episodes long. Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, my biggest issue with this season... I mean, if you've watched seasons 1 and 2, you're going to watch this season regardless. Because season 1 and 2 are some of the greatest anime that I've ever watched. Um, but this season is all... One volleyball match. Yeah, one the match. entire thing. And here's the thing about it is, especially because we're gonna be able to look forward to this kind of season again when they finally fight Nekoma. But the the difference between this season and the season where they fight Nekoma is we know a lot about Nekoma. Where this th- season we don't know barely anything about this team except hey they're really good at volleyball and they're the bad guys. If you want to hear me rant about this more, you got to go listen to Evan's podcast. I laid into this season. <laughs> Despite the fact of how much I love this season and this show so much, I laid into season three of, of Haikyuu. You really did. I was like, please don't be too mean to my baby. <laughs> yeah. And then I like instantaneously backtracked afterwards. This is, this is what we do, Sarah. This is what we do. I'm supposed it's to okay. be a critic and a reviewer. Wait, well, we come, from, we come from the land of animation, like professionally, so it's... Well, it's, in that respect, just, the animation's great. Oh, no, no, yeah. yeah I'm just saying, like, fantastic. story I'm writing. just happy you guys are watching it at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're the reason why we're even watching it in the first place, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, ha. Um, it is good. I'm so glad I wanna you talk, guys liked it. Um, I want to talk about the show that I wrote as my favorite anime this season, like in that article. Because yeah, it's got no love. Yeah, no love at all, which is Girlish Number. It's an anime about uh, female voice actresses. And uh, the main character is a total brat, and she thinks she's more amazing than she is, and her learning experience of going through being a new, unpopular voice actress, taking up jobs, uh, working alongside famous voice actresses, um, and they're all, all their little problems that they have interweaved into their personal lives and being voice actresses in their personal lives. And it's, got, it's filled with tons of cute girls really cute facial expressions, and an amazing story that tells you all about the voice acting industry in Japan. It's really good. So it's like this happy medium between Shirabako and New Game. That's that's the way that I explained it in the article was exactly that. Like, you have Shirabako, which is an amazing anime about that's really how the animation industry is, and New Game, where it's like, this is an anime about cute moe girls in a game studio that really doesn't tell you too much about making video games, and then you mash it together and you get girlish number. Yeah. All right, I gotta start watching. It is in my queue. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Uh, mm. Speaking of... I'll, I'll give it a check. I hadn't heard anyone talking about it. Yeah, girlish number. And it's on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, it wasn't on Crunchyroll at first, but Crunchyroll got it at like when, when episode three came out. Yeah, which yeah. is a great thing. Oh, okay, that probably makes sense. Which is a great thing to mention. Quick shout out to this Funimation crossover because now we have Barakamon, Assassination Classroom, and like all these other... Oh, I can start watching Assassination Classroom? Yeah, yes. awesome. and all these other great shows that are, are, are now on Crunchyroll because of and, this, and, and we are seeing some great results from it. <laughs> and Ping Pong too, which could uh, transition to this season's Ping Pong anime, which is Scorching Ping Pong, Ping Pong Girls. <laughs> Ping Pong Lesbians. Yes, Ping Pong... Yep. I'm like, I'm not going to pretend it's the best thing ever, but the show is so good and fun to watch. Yeah, I I agree, because uh, I actually um, thought I was the only one watching it this season until I messaged Evan about it, and he was like, oh, I watched that too! And I was like, yes! Because <laughs> yes. um, uh, it, was, it was one of those shows when I started watching it, it was okay, but yeah. then I kept watching it, and the more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it. 
Um, it's so sweaty. Well, it's, yeah, it's really sweaty. And then um, <laughs> it's like the most sweat I've ever seen in an anime ever next to Long Riders, which is another one I'm watching this season that nobody else is watching. Um, but it's been going through like a lot of really weird production issues. But anyway, I'll, I'll get to that later. Um, but can I just say how much I, yeah. I like the character of Kuyori because unlike in like other sports anime where it's like players that are, are like the main protagonist, oh, I'm going to play to win. I'm going to be the best. Kuyori is... I'm playing this because I have fun with it. Yeah. That's a good point. It's, no, it's cool. Like, I like all the characters. Uh, so all the characters in the show are really cute. They have, like, their little moe personalities that they get together. I, I really like uh, Teku, who's, like, the blonde-haired pig. They're like, ah, I'm a happy one. Yeah, she she's my snaggle, favorite, too. She has a snaggletooth, and so she's very, like, into, like, that stereotype that they give those kinds of characters. Like, very tomboyish, very loud. and Yeah, she's um, adorkable. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Never say that again. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I, I jokingly call it ping pong lesbians because it's along that line of, like, they're all best friends, but they could be fan fiction. Because they're, they're middle school girls. What are they doing? Uh, anyway. Um, uh, but it's really good. It's really cute. Like, it's a show about, like, this really tight niche group of friends who, like, this new girl comes in to the group and then now they're kind of integrating her into the ping pong club because she really wants to go to nationals you know and but but everybody's standing in their way because they're really good ping pong teams and it's neat i, I really enjoy it it's, it's a fun watch and i think what's some basic about it too is it's from the director of full metal alchemist brotherhood <laughs> that is insane <laughs> it, it it's it's not as deep as Brotherhood. which you can now watch on crunchyroll um yes, you can watch that on crunchyroll too <laughs> But uh, um, but I like yeah. I like the characters I like the story and I have to say I think the end theme which apparently is by the <laughs> anime idol group Wake Up Girls it's actually one of my favorites from this season too I like I like the opening theme song to Scorching Ping Pong Girls I I like it too but I like the ending a little bit better really no I I me I like the opening better than the ending but no I I agree um, speaking of openings. Uh, that I was, uh, Keijo's opening. Um, <laughs> I love Keijo's opening. So, Keijo's opening is pretty Yeah, Keijo's opening, I think Keijo's opening, from at least this winter season, or the fall season of anime, this is, it's my favorite opening to watch. That's, it, that's because you haven't watched uh, Yuri on Ice No, yet. it's, it's true, it's true, but, <laughs> but I'm just saying, Keijo's theme song for such a, in my opinion, in, in, calm down guys, in my <laughs> opinion, for such a mediocre anime... It, the theme song is the one of the best parts of watching the show. Mediocre is generous in my book. <laughs> just, I okay, so um, I do enjoy Keijo for what it is. I just hate the superpowers. Yeah, that's all. That's all. Like I think the superpowers are really stupid. And if the author really, really wanted somebody to take Keijo seriously, he should have gotten rid of the superpowers. I um. I, I think that it's 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 trash all the way around, which really stinks because I was so excited for it. Because swimsuits is your fetish. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Mizugi and uh, yeah. they and and they yeah, it's just it's not good. It's really really not I, good. I like the characters. Like I <laughs> okay, it, it, this is one for one thing. If you really want to hear me go off, listen to Evan's podcast <laughs> because I this That's is where I I really go off. Yeah. Um, it's, no, and, I find uh, it interesting. Like the biggest feminist in all of us is like the biggest fan of the show, Sarah. I freaking love Keijo. <laughs> like Keijo is fantastic. I I think I wouldn't call it mediocre at all. I'd call I like it, it like, too. Just the best dang sports anime See, parody. Okay, and I want seen. the Senran Kagura developers to make a video game out of it. I would love that. 
But um, but the thing is, is um, I like the characters. Like, they it has a really cool, diverse like set of characters. Um, and I have my favorite character that I like to watch. Uh, it's the same. Is it, uh, yeah, Rinrin. Um, it's the same voice actress who who did Megumin in uh, Konosuba. Uh. That and like and that's I, mm. I, I for the longest time I was like, who is that? And I was like, oh, it's Megumin, my favorite character from Konosuba. Uh, so that's probably why I like really sucked to her because I love her voice. I forget her name, but I she's great. She's a great voice actress uh, along with Yu Kobayashi. It's an interesting watch for sure, Keijo. I, I continue to watch it because I kind of enjoy it on a certain level. Um, it's just not my favorite this season, that's for sure. Long Riders. <laughs> is any is anybody besides me watching Long Riders? Nope. Nope. No. no? Nobody's watching Long Riders. Then this is a new learning experience for all of us. It's about bike riding. Um. And, uh, not, okay, wait, for one thing, bike riding is not a new experience for, for Sarah. It's yeah. just, it's just in, in the female moe form, she has not seen it. <laughs> yeah, so... Yes, I, I have had experience with the Yawamushi pedal. <laughs> so, um, uh, this, this show is about, like, learning the basics of buying a new bike, uh, you know, what kind of equipment you'll need, and where you can go, and how you ride your bike in Japan... And all that stuff, uh, all mixed in with a bunch of really cute girls. So it's Bakuan um, again, without the motor. The oh, I didn't watch Bakuan. I have no idea. You I, didn't I, have to. You really didn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, you didn't. Uh, have to. But uh, this one was another one where it was like, it's okay. And then I got more into it the more I watched it. And then now when it comes out, I'm like, oh, I have to watch Long Riders. But it's only on episode five or six right now because there were two entire weeks that got skipped. For long riders, and there was some they they I kept checking up on it, and they were like, "There's a production issue," and I'm like, "Oh, I, that can't be good at all." Yeah, and they especially decided because, not uh, to go with the recap. Well, episode. especially because uh, Sentai Filmworks licensed it already, so it must be done in some way, shape, or form. Because hmm. uh, if if uh, one of our studios has licensed it already, no, not necessarily. Sentai Filmworks and Funimation license animes before they even start airing in Japan, yeah. right? But, uh, but no, it, it, Long Riders is one I've, I've been enjoying because, uh, again, in this anime, there is yet another, like, tomboyish, small, blonde, twin-tail girl with a snaggletooth. <laughs> like, another one. Like, uh, it's like, we, we get it. Like, I, and I'm a fool for that character. Like, I think those characters are so cute because I love the snaggletooth on characters, but... They're more like um, the, I just want to hug you kind of characters. Yeah, but it's it's just so funny because there is like there's another one. I see it. I found them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, Long Riders is a fun watch. I I've been wa- watching that straight through. Can we talk about Drifters? Uh, Drifters. I've only watched the first episode. Drifters. Drifters is amazing. The first <laughs> yes. episode of Drifters, Drifters that, was amazing. That yeah. was my pick for the uh, fall. Uh, article that we did uh it's violent it's, it, it's, it's super violent i love how violent it is yeah i spent the first half of the uh, of the first episode uh figuring out whether or not that one guy was a chick or not uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah the archer yeah because because he has a he has like a, a major Matoko type voice, so I was like, it could be a female, but I think it's a male because they doesn't have boobs. Well, that's the thing is that um, <laughs> right? They make a joke about that in a future episode. Oh, do they? Okay. Yeah. It's not even a joke, but it's more so playing to his character saying, "Hey, I can't tell whether or not you're, you're or like you're a pretty boy. Like I can't tell yeah. whether." Or not and you're he's a like, "Oh, I'm actually the ugliest in my family." Yeah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they do, they do actually 
make note of that, and yeah. it's on purpose. But it's it's very, very Hirano Kota fashion. Like, the, every single thing about it is Hirano Kota. Super gory. And yeah, super gory, S- super oh. violent, all, everybody's a squared jaw, like, dark, sh- shadow-eyed villain. With like, glowing eyes. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's a villain. Like, everybody's a villain in his works. It's, it's so great. And, yeah. of course, there's a Hitler someplace that they Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, there's always a Hitler. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, that... There, there was one point in the episode where they, where they storm a castle and they find out, like, they find this giant picture of Hitler on the, like, it takes up an entire wall and they were like, who is this emperor? He must yeah. have been great. You know, or they said something like that, right? See, like, to that extent, and, like... And Drifters was an anime, or, uh, uh, I read the manga first. I read the first few chapters. Like, I read, basically, the first episode of, of the manga, because that's all that was out yeah. at the time. So I've read up to there, and I, was, and I wasn't really that interested. It was confusing as it was, hell. It was confusing, I wasn't interested, and I was like, ah, oh, after Helsing, like, what did you do, man? Like, I thought this was going to be better, but now the anime has got me grabbed. Yeah. Yeah. And, did, and a lot of stuff is going to be explained, it's just... Um, like with like with flat flafters, you you have to um, wait a little bit to get some explanation as to what's really going on. Yeah, I see, and I really love um, uh, Hirano Kote's uh, Super D. Yeah, the Super D moments. His comedy yeah, moments. Funny. Yeah. He, he's, he's got that nailed down really well. Like, yeah, like, it's, like the, it just comes out of nowhere, like, in the first episode. It was like, wow, yeah, this show's actually exactly. funny as hell. Yeah, pluck the duck. Like, they're just <laughs> like, here, like, like they're talking like they're all tough and stuff, and then he just walks in, here, pluck the duck, and then they're all sitting there, like, next to one another, just plucking the feathers off of a duck. And, yeah. Like, sitting in silence, <laughs> like, nobody actually has any control over one another. They're all on the same equal level. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so much to still talk about. So many more animes this uh, season. To Be Hero is one of the funniest things uh, ever. Sit- oh, Ninja thank Girl, you, Nobby Shit, for coming back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Ninja Girl and Samurai Master <laughs> is probably the best short anime I've ever... Sarah, are you watching Ninja Girl and Samurai Master? Um, I haven't been, but one of my dad's co-workers has been, like, hounding yeah. me, too. And he it's, showed me an episode, and I laughed it's my ass. so... I promise to assassinate you, even so while you're good. pooping. Don't yeah. do it, then. Yeah. <laughs> funny, funny enough, the the samurai master is Nobunaka, yeah. who is right. in Drifters. He's in a lot of anime. That character is, like, a recurring samurai because of how adored he is to the Japanese public. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought that was so funny. Like, I watched my episode of Drifters, and then the new episode of of Samurai, uh, or yeah, Samurai Master comes out, and I, I watched Nobunaga again in this cartoon version of of who he is, and it's just so funny it to is, watch. It was really side funny. by yeah, side. It's really funny doing that. Um, I like then, the, I, I like the sidekick character who's just so ditzy about the girl who really likes him. Oh, Saru. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Saru. Saru. Oh, I, yeah. But I do before I go, we have to talk about Izetta. Okay. Oh my god! Yeah, world, such a good show. World War Two lesbians. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I told you there's a lot of lesbians this season. And again, I don't know if they're lesbians. They're just I really, really are. good friends. Especially if the last couple episodes, I do believe that they're supposedly a couple. Nah, man, Evan, you've you've been in tickle fights before. You know how intense <laughs> they get. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, again, yeah, again, it's one of those things that, to me, it's up in the air because every anime does it, where it's just like, oh, they could be lesbians, but they're not. And then, it, you know, because it's just like, we want our fan, we want fan fiction. But it's, then again, Azetta has has outwardly spoken saying, I love Fine. You yeah. Know? And well, yes. it's, it's, but it's fan service. 
That's all it is, is, is fan service. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, World War II Lesbians. One of the most beautifully animated shows, I think, that they've had this season so this far. This was Jessica's pick for, yeah. Yeah. for the new season. Um, and uh, J- Jessica was nice enough to add it into her article, but it was actually my suggestion. I don't. I, I hate taking credit for it, uh, but because uh, I, I just I love this fact so much that um, I believe that Azetta is an homage to '80s anime girls. Mm. Like she, I, her her facial expressions, her voice acting, her mannerisms are all '80s anime. She reminds me a lot of, of Megumi Hayashibara, especially with the voice, and then with the character, she reminds me a lot of Nasuka. A little bit Nausicaa, but more Ranma. Yeah, more like, Ranma. like you said. Like it's she has a lot of Ranma in her. And I love that. I love it so much. Uh, I think it's so great. Izetta is really cool and it's really good at making cliffhangers. Um, oh, especially with and... the recent episode. Well, yeah. I didn't I didn't watch the most recent episode. Oh watch it. I I am. <laughs> I, I plan on it. Uh, it's it. Yeah, it's probably one of the greatest this season. Um, it's it's exciting. All right, what about the one that Jonathan and I are really geeking out on, and that is Magical Girl Raising Project? Yeah, we're talking, like, if this is surpassing the disturbing level that, that uh, Madoka, Madoka was. Magica. Madoka Magica was depressing, not disturbing. Well, this one has its depressing moments, too, but it's also quite disturbing mm-hmm. in, in that same really extremely dark sense yeah um like this is like what like this is why i'm a little jealous of phil from the um issues program phil's recap and review who does like the weekly recap shows for like uh west westworld and game of thrones like magical girl racing project would be a show that i would love to have done a recap episode of like for each one because of how deep the mythology of the show goes into and not to mention just how much how just how shocking of a program it really is yeah it's uh especially like where it is right now and the way that it just yeah like i like like, i was talking to jonathan online was like i can't go to sleep until i watch something lighthearted. like that's how much the most recent episode disturbed me yeah but in a good way like like that, like, I know, I gotta like these it. characters have touched me in like a way that I haven't really felt for characters in a really long time. Yep. Also, uh, probably one of my favorite ending themes to this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dreamcatcher by. Ahead? Do you see a light ahead? Yeah, it's it's got this um, uh, uh, bloodstained child sort of. Does it really? Yeah, mm-hmm. the ending theme. But yeah, seriously, yeah. watch Magical Girl Raising Project. You will be really surprised by it. And I was talking about like the the studio that's doing it, La Luce, who um, they did Monster Musume, Assassination Classroom, and School Live, and they are slowly becoming my favorite anime studio right now. Yeah, because of how good they do their stuff. Yeah, and speaking of of music too, uh, real quick shout out to the Crunchyroll produced. Anime. Oh Crunch- my gosh, Shelter? Yeah, Crunchyroll and A1 Pictures. <laughs> did, yeah. did you guys watch Shelter? Have you guys watched Shelter? I've watched a little bit of yes. it. Yes. How how could how could anyone on the on the anime internet not have at least seen screenshots from mm. Shelter? Right? Oh my gosh, I was depressed the whole next day after watching it. It was it was so heartbreaking to me. Like I was 
bro I was a broken man after watching that. It was so good. Like there was a whole entire story in just that six minute music video. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. And the music was really good too. Oh the, oh, no, yeah. the song was good, but yeah. Um but yeah, I bet I you MTV's never that... gonna play it because MTV doesn't care about music videos. I, I thought it was just really funny that the uh, the anime Reddit page took down discussion of Shelter because they didn't consider it an anime. Really? Yeah. Oh. Oh. You didn't hear about but that? But A One Pictures did it. Th- yeah. That that was the huge stink. They they like ripped down the page that had gotten like you know thousands of upvotes because it, it just because it was made by an anime studio didn't make it an anime for whatever reason. And the mods got into a shit ton of uh, of crap over that because people were like, really, really. Yeah. Come on. Like it like it, it was yeah, sure it was written by an American or is is Porter Robinson Amer- an yes, American? Yes, he's a uh, I think he's either American or French. Yeah, he's a DJ. Um either way, uh like it was yeah, sure it was written by a western DJ, but it wasn't that doesn't mean it's not an anime. Like he used an anime studio to make an anime-esque uh thing. It's got to be a, an anime like cuz it was Japanese produced. You know, A1 Pictures yeah, was involved, Crunchyroll was involved. Mm-hmm. So Yep. The, the the Reddit page took it down. I did not know that. <laughs> the official, the offi- yeah, the a- the anime Reddit. It it got up on the fr- front page first uh, first link, and then the mod stepped in and said, "This isn't real anime. If you know, if A One Pictures was contracted to produce an episode of SpongeBob, we wouldn't consider that for consideration here because SpongeBob is an anime." And I was like, "That's the weakest argument I've ever heard." <laughs> that is very weak, considering that we've had yeah. episodes of Adventure Time, of Gumball, and Steven Universe animated by Japanese these companies. I mean, there should yeah. be like a it special. Was, it place. was a pretty big upset. Yeah, maybe there should be a special spot in Reddit for that. I'm actually, uh, I, I'm aside from Shelter, um, the only other two anime things I've been watching recently, um, one of them, which I assume you guys haven't been watching, is the short anime Gaku and Handsome. No, I've seen a couple episodes. Oh my god. Do you know what it's based off of? Yeah, it's based off of a uh, YouTube uh, animation, if I'm not mistaken. No, it's based off a parody yaoi visual novel. Oh, really? Yes, it was it was a yaoi visual novel, and it was like a parody. That's why the art was all crappy and bad. Huh. Uh, and then they raised enough money through like Kickstarter to fund an anime. Huh? Yeah, and it's it, it's really really weird. And uh, you know, if you just need something dumb to take your mind off of whatever it is you need to take your mind off of, it gets the job done pretty well. <laughs> I do. It's called watching anime. <laughs> this specific one if you don't want to watch something depressing <laughs> and but that's all i'm watching currently and then recently i watched an old uh vintage <clears throat> anime movie um which was pretty bad uh but that's about it <laughs> oh come on you gotta tell us the title now uh it is seikai meisaku doa aladdin tomaho no lamp <laughs> I knew two of those words. <laughs> it, it it is anime Aladdin, uh, and it was made in like the eighties by Toei, and the dub is just a treat. <laughs> it is a treat. Nice. Oh, I will say though, I did stop watching something. I did have, I did finally delete something from my queue, and it really hurts for me to say it because I was a fan of this manga because other work. 
and that was March comes in like a lion. It just got to a point where I the show is beautiful and has a great soundtrack, but the main focus of the story he, he's he just gets on my nerves because he's just so like depressed. Oh woe is me all the time. Like I get that he lost his family in a car accident. But he's constantly feeling like he's alone, that no one really cares for him. Even though he's got, like, these three sisters who welcome him into their home and feed him and comfort him and such. And then after he leaves, he goes back to being, oh, woe is me, no one cares about me. And I'm like, shut up! (laughs) Yeah. I have heard good things about it, but I haven't watched it yet. Prepare to be very disappointed. Very (laughs) disappointed. Because, like... I mean, it can't be worse than Seikai Mesaku Doa, Aladdin Tomahu no Lamp. <laughs> well, no, but the thing is, like, I, the original, the um, Umino, was the one who created Honey and Clover, which is an anime that I recommend to everybody who's about to, like, leave college and start their next chapter of life, because it just speaks to so many people on so many different levels. And, like, she got the mentality of, like people in college and them needing to move on to actually get a job in the real world so well. And then for her to make something like March Cubs in like a line, which was, which just feels like a really, really bad lifetime movie. It like, it just like, it just disappoints me. And not to mention it's from Shaft who did Madoka and the uh, Monogatari series and Sayonara Zetsubo Sensei. So it's beautiful to watch, but the story just sucks so badly. <laughs> uh, I haven't had one of those this season. Oh no, Keijo. I did. I, I, did, have, I, did, have, I did have one of those this season. Never mind. Keijo's so good though. What do you think she's doing with her um, her nips? <laughs> With the oh, oh my god, oh my bo, 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 bo. I, it's so big! I What's about to happen? It, it's just so funny because the episode when they're like, "Nah, she's gonna use her nipples to attack her opponent," is the same episode where her dad comes to watch her play Kajo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm proud of you, daughter. He hates it. He's like, "Nah, I want to leave these swimsuits. It doesn't make sense." <laughs> <laughs> And then they start the fight, and the first thing she does is start touching her nipples until they get erect. (laughs) And then she just flashes. (laughs) Oh, I love Keisha so much. It's so dumb. That's my child! (laughs) On that note, that is a great place to stop it right there. (laughs) Yeah, too too much nipple talk. (laughs) There's never enough nipple talk. For fan service, we probably... I think we went through it all. Uh, this is yeah, we like covered basically everything. Okay. This is the problem with having such a huge gap in time with not doing it is is that we don't know what we have and haven't done, and it, our our emails stack up so far. If we miss anything of relevance, we'll we'll be sure to go back to it. And I'm and I'm sorry if we don't if we miss it. Um, I, I thank you everybody for your emails for your messages. Keep them coming because. Uh, hopefully, now that we're back on a, a regular schedule, hopefully we'll be able to keep up with with any news that you send us along the way and any stories that you want us to tell. So thank you for listening. Uh, I think it is time for us 
to do some shameless plugs. So, if you guys want to join this conversation, let us know what you're talking about this anime season. You can email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That's wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, where you can find us at facebook.com slash wickedanime. We post all of our news stories there. We post all of our links, any videos, anything that you are going to want to watch or see from us. For whatever reason, you'll find it on Facebook, most likely. You will uh, can also follow us on uh, YouTube. Give us a subscribes because we love that. That's where all of our video hub is, and we, you can find all of our content there, too. Um, we Hopefully, we have more videos in production, including some interviews from Rhode Island Comic Con that we're trying to get out, because uh, we had some cool interviews that we wanted to share there, including Bulk and Skull from Power Rangers. Uh, we have nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime which you'll find everything there as well, uh, podcast and uh, videos if you're not listening to our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Audio Boom, Google Play. If there's a podcast of it, or podcast place, you can find us there. Um, also, give us a good five-star rating and uh, review on iTunes because that really helps boost our visibility, our notoriety. The more... Uh, five-star reviews that we get or any review whatsoever will help us be seen by the iTunes community. It would help us uh, help us out a bunch. Anywhere else on social media, we also have Twitter. You can tweet us at Yo Wicked Anime, and you can ask us questions there. Um, you can also find us at WickedAnime.tumblr.com. Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Twitch, uh, uh, Wicked Anna Play is our Twitch stream, which we haven't used in a while, but hopefully we're looking to get some games on it, including recording Victoria playing a horror game of some sort. Eventually. Uh, we still need to do that. We do. It was actually supposed to happen at Rhode Island Comic Con. That was the plan. And then uh, we were so busy that we couldn't even function. We and Oh, yeah, and the fact that we forgot a PS4 to begin with uh, <laughs> doesn't help either. So, uh, you should bring her over to my house since I had the PlayStation VR. She could play the Resident Evil Biohazard demo. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Evan, spit your rap for us. All right, so for the recent news, reviews, podcast episodes, and videos featuring members of the Boston Bastard Brigade, you can find us at www.b3crew.com. If you have any questions, comments, or if you are in a band and want to be featured on the show, you can write to us at thebastards at bostonbastbrigade.com. You can follow me on Twitter at king underscore baby underscore duck, on the J-pop, anime, and video games amino pages at kingbabyduckesh, on Tumblr at b3crew.tumblr.com, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash omnistryinc. That's O-M-N-I-S-T-R-Y. I-N-C. Like us on Facebook.com slash Boston Bash Brigade and on Facebook.com slash Land of Ash. And don't forget about all the other sites under the Land of Ash, including the Electric Sisterhood, Phil's Recap and Review, Smash Rook, and Nerd Crave. I've been busy with a couple of videos I've been working on, some more unboxing videos. I'm hoping to do a couple more in the very near future, so stay tuned. Go to YouTube.com slash Electric Sisterhood to watch those. Thank you so much. And Sarah, what do you got for us? So uh, if you want to listen or watch any of the anime that we talked about today, most of it was on Crunchyroll. So if you go to Crunchyroll.com slash 42 Believer, you can get a free premium uh, membership trial uh, and 
Crunchyroll is just getting better and better these days, so sooner rather than later uh, to sign up because it's just Crunchyroll does so many amazing things. Uh, and also you can follow me on Tumblr at 42believer.tumblr.com, uh, on Twitter at 42believer, on Facebook, 42 Generate Reviews, and of course on YouTube as 42believer. Uh, and that's where all my stuffs is. And I'm also, uh, I've been using Amino, um, more often, uh, Evan, but I've been using it for Lolita fashion. So if you are into Lolita fashion, you can follow me on the Lolita Amino, and I am 42believer there as well. Excellent. Amazing. Great. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast. We are glad to be back on a normally scheduled program. I hope that we did okay. I hope that we remembered to do our jobs. (laughs) Um, But for now, you can listen to us on the next episode of the Wicked Anime Podcast, and we will see you then, and it's time to sign off the only way we know how. K-bye! watching no no not yet no you are not yet you are not the the leader of the show sarah (laughs) there was a pause i was trying to do a segue you're welcome no we have we have much more to get to before that what's what do we get to think you could just walk into this house again and just take (laughs) over i don't think so Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast, presented by Nerdy Show. If you like what you heard, please rate and review on iTunes, or like and follow us on SoundCloud. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend or funding the network via Patreon. Any size contribution gets you exclusive outtakes, episodes, and images from across the network. And there's even more perks available. Just head to patreon.com backslash nerdy show. To find out how you or your company can underwrite this and other nerdy show programming, visit nerdyshow.com backslash sponsorships. You can subscribe to the Wicked Anime Podcast via iTunes and SoundCloud. Leave a comment, like, and share, and follow Nerdy Show and Wicked Anime on all your favorite social networks. For more podcasts, articles, community forums, and other awesomeness, visit nerdyshow.com. If it's geeky, we've got it covered. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.